You're listening to another great show from the Nod Network. Find more great content at nerdod.com. I really want to see the ladies' boobies. Can you help me? Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast with your host, Reginaldo. And me, Mike. You're back. I'm back again. <laughs> I do love having a backup whenever Dan goes away on holiday, so I don't have to rely on Steve to do anything. It's just, it's a glorious thing. Because, you know, I know this pod is up late, so I apologise in advance, but at least you're getting one, unlike if we left it to some people. <laughs> and at least you don't have to do all the voices like the ventriloquism from one of the previous pods. That was quite fun, that, though. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It was, it was quite impressive. Yeah, it was, it was quite it impressive. Was, it was difficult. Three voices out of one person. Mm. So we're recording this in the, um, in the back of our, of our workplace um, at the moment when, when work is finished. <laughs> now, I brought in um, an old console of mine to put in the, in the back generous. office um, so that people could play games. Yep. Nothing else. That's that's what you that's what you would think, right? <laughs> a load of amazing games to play through. We've got backlog. So while we were uh, setting up this this tablet to do the podcast with, we were pondering about what was being currently played in the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the start of our downfall, to be fair. It was because we're like, oh, FIFA Soccer Ball, but FIFA Soccer Ball is currently out of the out of the uh, case. And there so, was like, a mystery disc in its place. Mm, but what was said mystery disc, though, Mike? <laughs> The mystery disc had some content on it that would probably not be suitable for audiences under the age of 18. That's right. (laughs) It was a porno. (laughs) I found it difficult to swallow my tea, which is the worst thing. So did she. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which then brings me into a thing. This office is locked at night, right? So it's either the last person in at night Definitely the last person in. Brings this one in, which will be entertaining because um, they're going to come into here tonight and they're going to see the two of us sitting on these yep. leather chairs. Like, Hello, we know <laughs> what you get up to. <laughs> we know what you've been doing. But if it's not that, it's someone literally on dinner time yep. seeing how, danger, how dangerous they are. I like go. the way they're maximizing their productivity. It, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, but wow, I never thought my console would be used for that. No, I and, feel I feel like it's been abused. I feel like it's been violated. And the other thing as well, which just I need to know, is who still has porno DVDs nowadays? Yeah. This is what the interwebs is. That's, that's going old school. The fact that they've had to actually write it onto the DVD as well, because by the way, it wasn't a branded DVD. So we had no <laughs> idea what this was going in. No. And we joked to each other going, oh, what if it's a porno? What if it's a porno? And you know, you just run away with an idea and you're like, oh, should we put, do we do it? Do we do it? Do we do it? Do we do it? Do we do we put do we do put it's it in? Because as well, we've got a lad who works here, um, who coaches boxing, and we were doing a boxer size class in here. So we're like, I wonder if he's going to put on like something in the background, so yeah. that we could do with that. like like a workout DVD. Yeah. But this was a different type it was of workout, a completely well and truly really different <laughs> kind of workout. And oh boy, oh boy, was it a um, it was a scene. But obviously, we had to turn it off very quickly. <laughs> So I was because we were like, oh my god, what if it's a homemade one? Yeah, and then we're like, are we ever going to be able to look at people in the same way? Again? Yeah, you, you don't, I, you don't want that. You don't want that level still, of eye contact. I still don't know if I can. No, <laughs> no. It's like I, I've, I've got a feeling there's only a few people who'd probably have access to that. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, few select people, and now I can never look them in the eye ever again. Especially, <laughs> especially when one of them. Brings 
brings in your parcel <laughs> with a, here's your shipment of porn. <laughs> so that's where it went. <laughs> Didn't legitimately yeah. have been said about yeah. five times this week. <laughs> yeah, so so like uh, I'm I'm quite infamous in the office for ordering a lot of things from certain <laughs> online <laughs> for ordering porn uh, for ordering products online uh, from various websites such as Amazon. Other websites are available. Um, so when one of these potential, you know, deviants <laughs> come over, he jokingly goes, oh, here's your porn. Now I can't look at him in the same way again, because he might be the guy who has the porn. <laughs> oh, I've always wanted to have in the office a shady porn guy. <laughs> yeah, and now we've got our own shady porn guy. <laughs> this was not the way I was expecting to find out, though. I just wanted yeah. to see how the PS3 was getting used, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's getting used. used very well. Uh, <laughs> it is getting abused. <laughs> oh, that's just not good. And the very last part of this this topic. So I apologise to these people <laughs> who thought, "Oh, I'm going to get some of my geeky goodness in yeah. on the uh, on the on the pod this week." And then it starts off with just like what about five yeah. minutes worth of porn story? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my old place of work, um, we used to have a breakfast club. Oh, that God. certain people, when well, I genuinely thought was a breakfast club. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that's where they used to go into a back room and they used to swap <laughs> over their porn DVDs and rate them. Oh, okay. Um, they, they used to review each other's DVDs and then... Uh, what, what scale did they use? Um, I, I, I don't know. It's a great detail. I think it's probably girth. Girth. Five, mm. five girths out of five. I reckon it's a big girther. <laughs> big girther. <laughs> but yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so I brought Mike on this week to find out, was it you? No. It emotionally uh, scarred it was, me this uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> it was because Dan is away in Budapest, enjoying life. From the look of his pictures that I'm getting, um, he, he's, he's genuinely loving life right now. It's all right for some. And a litre of booze, like a litre of beer for one pound. That's phenomenal. That is amazing. I don't even think you can pick up like a pack of four Tesco Extra Value beers no. for a quid. No. That is just magnificent. But yeah, so so very jealous. But I hope you enjoy your holiday, Dan. And yeah, have fun, Dan. On the train, not train, on Bring the plane. Booze. That's going to be a very, very long train journey from Budapest. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, hopefully on your way back, you listen to this and you think yeah. that is a good intro for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then you sit there and go, you know what? I need to bring these guys something cool back from Budapest. Not porn. <laughs> not porn. Yeah, let's specify that one straight away. By the way, it took us about 15 minutes to gear up to do this pod after the discovery because we were just in tears laughing. So, you know, we had to get that out of our system right at the start, really. That is very, very true. <laughs> so um moving on to something else, which is remarkably funny. Yeah. This week, while Dan's been away, I've been pondering what to do with my life, and I decided to take the missus to go see Deadpool 2. Excellent choice. So I was I, I was going to wait for Dan, and Dan was like, oh, don't wait for me, and I didn't even second guess it. I was like, right, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask him if he wants to go the night before. He didn't even finish we, his we, sentence, which really. Which is exactly what we did. We went the night before he flew to go and watch it and then i was like well he did say don't wait for it and he's like wow <laughs> so i was like yeah sorry about that dan but it's seen as if you're listening to this dan as well skip the next i'd say five minutes yeah potential um, spoiler territory because we're going to be spoiling the shit out of deadpool 2 yeah and how hilariously good it is so i've i know you like your marvel films but i wasn't aware did you enjoy deadpool 1 yeah absolutely love deadpool 1 really really funny film so much like quotable material from it and like even like the, it's just like they had so much stuff the outtakes are even brimming with extra stuff 
like Arnie uh, impressions with the Zamboni machine and all sorts. <laughs> it's just it's just so good. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the second one. I can It was quite interesting, really, because like Red just said, we both work in the same office, and I I actually saw it before Reg for a change because normally he gets there just before I do, and then I have to like either go within 24 hours or be spoiled. <laughs> there's, this, there's this weird unwritten rule that we've See, developed. No, I, I only had to do that with Infinity War just because it was that important. So I went to watch yeah. Infinity War with Dan at midnight, came into the office literally like four hours later and was like, Mike, you have 24 hours of the Literally 24 shit. hours. It was like, it was, it was booked and ready. It was like, my missus like found out and I was like, I've booked it. Oh, Oh, okay. Are we going? Yes, we are. I have 24 hours. I have to move within that amount of time. Otherwise, there will be spoilers. Uh, so I, I got to see it first this time round, and I've, I thought I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to put the the embargo in place. I'm not going to put Reg under any pressure. But also at the same time, I was, I, I was trying to downplay it as much as possible. So Reg turned around and went, "What do you think?" And I was like, uh, "It's, it's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's probably on par with the the first one." Um, and I could see his face looking slightly disappointed and I was like, it's good though, it's good though, just bring him back up, bring him back <laughs> up. And then, then you went to see it, and I think it was Thursday, um, and it was somewhere around half eleven, like twenty to twelve, I just got a message from, it was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you've seen it then, oh, good, good. <laughs> it was, it was fucking brilliant. It was Such one of film. the most enjoyable experiences I've had in the pictures. Yeah. Ever. Um, I'd, I'd probably say I, I enjoy being in the pictures more for that than I did audience wise for, for Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably agree with that because it, again, both amazing films, but the atmosphere was quite different. Um, I, I found in, in the screening I was in for Deadpool 2, it was just people were just constantly laughing. It was just because they were rattling off jokes so frequently. Mm. Um, whereas, there was a great atmosphere in Infinity War, but obviously has a much more serious tone of film at points for obvious reasons. So the atmosphere was quite different. Everybody kind of knew what they were signing up for with Deadpool 2. Yeah. It's just, it's not taking itself seriously just, in the it, slightest. It was funny as well, because obviously Infinity War, we went to see it when it was with the very, very first show in properly over here, like the midnight show in. So it was all the fanboys that went, uh, and the jokes everyone got. Everyone was like, oh my God. So every single joke people were crying at. It was like, that's so funny. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then we went to see Deadpool 2. It'd been out for like a good few days. And then we went to watch it. And generally some of the jokes in there, like I, of one bit, I was absolutely crying <laughs> with laughter at one of the jokes. And it was just, all it was, was just a Marvel reference. Yeah. And like, I was, I was gone. Um, and there, there were so many points like that as well when, um, when he calls, um, Cable like Kronos, um, instead of Thanos. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> literally bawling my eyes, like, like crying. And everyone's like, I don't get that. I'm like, yeah. it's, it's Thanos, right? No. Nope. And there's so many moments like that as well. Yeah. But the normal jokes, like, literally, I've not heard a cinema laugh like that for yeah. such a long time. It was brilliant. It's it's one of those films, it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving type film, um, where you're, you're sat there watching it, and if, you, if you're not a fan, there's just genuine comedy in it. You know, and Ryan Reynolds. Of, there's, and there's Ryan mm. Reynolds, which is ama- yeah, amazing. Worth the ticket price alone. Um, yeah. But you've got... Oh, you calm down. Um, you've oh, got the normal humour, um, and then it, it just keeps giving little gifts to, like, the true Marvel fans, like people have been a, like silly little asides, like when he first battles Juggernaut, 
Uh, yeah. He turns around, oh, you're my favourite. I remember you in Uncanny X-Men <laughs> number, whichever number it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you could hear the ripple of laughter across the, um, the screening while people were sat there and you could tell, like, which fans were just like, oh, that's quite a funny aside. And then you could hear the, just that little bit more of a belly laugh from the, the true Marvel fans near the back. So it's, it's really good. It does kind of give you that bit more each time you watch it as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, it was, li- there's not a minute goes past it where there's a reference to something or just like a really weird Easter egg for, yeah. for like Marvel fans or just for like film fans in general. Cause there's that, that much going on in the screen that I think you've got to go a second time anyway. Oh yeah, definitely. Just to fully appreciate everything that's going on. And like the cameos. So like I did not expect Juggernaut to be in that film at all. No, no, the, not at all. Literally nowhere in that film did I expect when, when you kept on going on about the beast that was yeah. in the prison, I was like, right, okay, what have they got to play with this? Now, I've not read a lot of the Deadpool comics. I've only read a few of them. So I'm like, I wonder where they're going with this. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what they're going to be bringing in from elsewhere. And I was like, the wonder is like, are they going to do like a proper like Infinity War joke or what yeah. are they going to do or like an X-Men joke? And I was like, I wonder if it's going to actually just going to be beast in, yeah. the, in the thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just fucking, it, yeah, juggernaut. I'm like, that, that is amazing. And to have a really good looking, Juggernaut, yeah. compared to whatever it was that Vinnie Jones was supposed yeah. to be, was just brilliant. His voice is amazing. Yeah. The outfit was, was great because it's a heart back to some of the old school X-Men yeah, comics. Yeah. So that, that was, that was just amazing. And the fact he just literally rips Deadpool in half. Yeah. Is, is <laughs> I'm going to rip incredible. you in half now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just, I love it. And I, I love as well the fact, so the entire marketing premise of this, is the fact that like fucking he's got his X Force together? Yeah, like he, he has, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> he has like Terry Crews. He has the Vanisher. Yeah, he has Domino. Yeah, he has like Peter, who Peter. <laughs> like he brought Sugar like bear. Peter got his own Twitter feed. He took <laughs> over the Deadpool Twitter feed for a bit as well. He was all over it everywhere, yeah. and yet all of a sudden. He literally lasts for like two minutes, if that. <laughs> and like fucking like one parachute scene, which is a phenomenal oh, piece of cinematography. The, the best parachute scene you'll you'll ever see, realistically. Forget World War films, you know, forget all the dramatic sequences. This is the parachute scene you want to see, just for the sheer hilarity of how it goes so horribly wrong. <laughs> it does so horribly horrible. And it's, it doesn't even tone it down either. No, it really doesn't. It I mean, really there's, doesn't. there's a bit where one of them gets trapped in a fucking chipper. <laughs> and it's just so brutal. Yeah. It's just not right. And the surprise cameo again. Uh, Vanisher being fucking Brad Pitt. I know. That was amazing. Literally, like, it, but there was a few, like, kind of blinking you miss it cameos like that, weren't there? Um, throughout the film, Pepper throughout. I mean, I, I loved in particular... When he's, he's walking around, um, the mansion, X-Men mansion, and he's kicking off complaining that why can't we get any decent X-Men actors in? <laughs> and then it just cuts to, you can just see behind him and literally all the cast from the new wave of X-Men films, so like James McAvoy, um, you know, you got Beast and everyone in it just quietly closed the door. <laughs> and but that's the, it. <laughs> the thing I love about that as well is because, um, what's his name plays Quicksilver, <clears throat> the guy from American Horror Story. Yeah. Um, Ash was like, oh my god, it's a guy from American Horror Story, and starts laughing. Because she's like, I can't believe he's made it into Deadpool. And I'm like, he's quick, so like, because I'm gone at this moment. I can't believe they've actually got them in the film. 
And she's just like, oh my god, it's American Horror Story guy. And I was like, oh my god, it's Quicksilver. (laughs) (laughs) But that was amazing. And also, like, going back very quickly, so the the Vanisher, he's invisible all the way through his, like, (laughs) minute scene. uh, Up until the bit where he holds on some power lines. And then a quick, very quick glimpse, and it's Brad Pitt, and he's gone again. And basically, he was saying that his kids are that much into Deadpool, that he was like, oh my God, I'd love to be in it. And they were like, right, well, we've got this you could potentially do. And he's like, right, okay, I'll do it for literally a cup of coffee. But Ryan Reynolds has to go and get me that cup of coffee. <laughs> so he didn't even get paid for it. He just wanted to be that cool guy to be like, hey, kids, your dad's in Deadpool too. <laughs> Did it and then shot off like no one in the crew knew. They kept it on the wraps, didn't it. they? Yeah, that is yeah. impressive. Properly Unlike the, the, the Matt Damon one, who was the, uh, <laughs> the hobo yeah. guy. Yeah. Like, everyone knew he was in that. And he's randomly just getting around. He really is. Yeah. Films, yeah. Like, yeah. In Loki and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, it's just weird. Is he going to be the new Stan Lee? Because I noticed Stan Lee's cameo in this one yeah. was just a painting mural, because I know yeah. he's getting on now, which is a shame. But... I was like, I was hoping like he was going to have a fun one because it was using the, the DJ in the strip club in the first one, wasn't yeah. he? Um, but literally the story is just, it, it's a brilliant story. It's a funny story. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And when he says at the beginning, this is a family film. And like, I was crying <laughs> at that because it was just, it was funny. Just, just that intro. And then literally it, it's right. Yeah. It genuinely is a family film all about families. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's brilliant. It's done so well. Um, and, and you know what? I'm glad if they decide to leave it right there. Because yeah. when when he was like, you know what, you can't keep taking stuff away from Wade. Yeah. Um, you need to like literally have him, let him do something. So having him in the X Force, literally next logical step is the X Force films. Yeah. But before we shoot off from Deadpool, we have to mention the fucking end credit sequence. <laughs> what an amazing end credit sequence! Like literally, just for every Marvel film has great post credit sequences. Yeah. This one, however, just combines all of them. Oh, it's elevated. And just fucking amps it up to yeah, 11. It is beyond there. And it's, it's, it's only the one as well, because in, in Deadpool, the original one, you had kind of the, the mick take of Ferris Bueller's Day Off at yeah. the end of it, you know, classic walking out in the dressing gown. What are you doing here? Go, go. And then cables in the next one, like dropping that in at the end of it. And it, this one, was just absolutely amazing. I loved the call back to Wolverine Origins, just tidying up the timelines. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's done so well because I was like, right, okay then. So Cable is literally going to be stuck in this, in this generation now. So he's going to be part of the X-Force or whatnot. And then as they're talking through literally the credits roll and it's, um, new, uh, uh, Mega, Megasonic, Megasonic. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> her and, um, and her new girlfriend. Who's amazing, and I completely forgot her name. Is now. it Yukio? Yukio. Like, Hi, yeah. Yukio. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Wade. <laughs> Wade. <laughs> um, so it's those two fixing Cable's time travel yeah. device, um, and then literally the end credit sequence is just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's just Deadpool going, right? Let's fix this. Yeah. And like Cable's going to kill you, and he's like, <laughs> right, and off I go. And he literally it starts off with. With Wolverine, yeah. stood there with old school Deadpool, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, like other proper mouse zone short Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, and he puts himself in that sequence yep. and just shoots Deadpool. And it's brilliant. It's amazing. So and he's like, ah, oh, right, <laughs> fixing the timelines. <laughs> and he goes through, and he just does so many amazing ones. Yeah. But my favorite is the Green Lantern one. The Green Lantern one is so good. So again, jumping through all the different timelines, and it it just randomly cuts to um. Ryan Reynolds sat at his desk 
And then it, it, the camera pans down and he's looking at the Green Lantern script and he's just sat there going, Oh yeah, I can't wait for this. Like his big break into the, uh, into the universe and he just gets shot in the back of the head. <laughs> like you just see the bullet just fly out the front of his head, he falls down and then Deadpool's like, you're welcome, Canada. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so funny that even, even Ryan Reynolds just takes the mick out of himself for it. It's fantastic. I wonder though, I wonder how, how much longer the fuel can go on the Green Lantern joke? I, it's, I it's think not, he's got it's plenty of fuel. Deadpool. It's literally every Everywhere. day of his life. Yeah, every day of his <laughs> life just, he is making up for it. It's going to be that. And he's like, there's only so many times, surely, you can be like, I am really sorry yeah. <laughs> for making Green Lantern. And like, I think I said it on one of the, the previous pods as well, though. Like, It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I mm. actually quite enjoyed the Green Lantern film, but I don't know if it's just because I've got a huge man crush on Ryan Reynolds. I think that does add about 90% towards your satisfaction. Yeah. In every sense of the word. I'm quite content with that though as well, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's not the worst film out there. Um, but it is only held together by Ryan Reynolds. If it was a different actor who was the lead, who was, Oh God, role, yeah, I would hate that film. It would, it would be a, Abysmal, absolutely abysmal. But Ryan Reynolds just coasts through with his charisma. <laughs> he's just—he's got the cockiness that Hal yeah. Jordan has. Yeah, he was—he was—he was a perfect Hal Jordan. It's just everybody else in the production let him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it. If it had the same team that made Deadpool, like T.J. Miller and Co., that made Deadpool to Ooh. do a Green Lantern. You, film. I think I might have to cut that out. We're not allowed to mention T.J. Miller anymore. <laughs> oh, why is it a naughty word? Yeah, he's he's fucking gone nuts. Well, he? yeah. Well, let's and let's he's, rewind he's, it. He's literally he's now like out yeah. <laughs> of the. Oh my god, everyone loves you guys. He's now like fucking. Yeah. Hell, how many more fake bombings he gonna well, do? Well, well, rewind it back to post mental crisis. T.J. Miller before he like flipped mm. his lid and something happened in his life. Then yeah, I think it, you'd get a, a pretty solid Green Lantern film out of him. Maybe not so much now because he might threaten to blow up the production every five. Yeah, minutes. and just be a massive cock. Yeah. Which is a shame because he used to be good. But while we are talking about really bad movies, thankfully, and I know, I don't know how you feel about these, but me and Dan have spoke on many an occasion. And last week, in fact, we were discussing the G.I. Joe slash Transformers universe. Right. Yeah, film universe. And Hasbro have now finally come out with one and just been like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, not one of them, Paramount. Yeah. Um, and said that Transformers 6, 7 have officially now been pulled. So they're not happening anymore. Yeah. No more Michael Bay films. <coughs> with For the now. Tra- with the Transformers. <laughs> uh, after Bumblebee. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit to do with Bumblebee. Uh, but that's a spin-off, uh, which is coming out in December. Um, and apparently that is probably going to be kickstarting the reboot of mm-hmm. the, uh, the Transformers films, which personally, I don't think they need to do. I think mm. they can leave it now. Because they've had the heyday. The first Transformers film was fucking brilliant, as I've said many at a time. And then you all went downhill. So why can't yeah. we? Why can't we just leave it now? Instead of going, right, that we need to reboot it to make money. Because Hasbro wants the toy sales. I know. But it's just, it just infuriates <laughs> they me need the way the that toy they do sales. This. It really does. And apparently they've got more creative control now in this new oh, yeah. lifetime. Well, they, they've, they've had it for a while, haven't they? Really. They seized um, creative control, I think, from um, the Dark of the Moon, the third film. That was the fourth. Was, was it, it the fourth? What was the third? I don't know. Some I can't really remember. Shit one. Yeah. They they all they all had weird titles after the second one, didn't they? So, well, yeah. after the yeah, on the second one onwards. So yeah, but yeah, might have been yeah. I think it might have been the fourth one actually. But yeah, they they they. I I agree. To be fair, the first one was was brilliant. 
um, in terms of how they visualised it all and introduced it all. And it was before you were getting tired of Michael Bay just blowing up anything that could possibly explode. Or even if it doesn't have the facility to explode, it's like, oh yeah, that's a piece of paper on the floor. Boom! It's like, you know, there's anything that you could think of that, oh, could that possibly ignite? Okay, well, therefore it can possibly explode. Michael Bay. (laughs) Yeah. So thankfully now that they've, they've, they've stated that they're going to be more in control from this new timeline that's coming through uh, Mm. with the reboot. So, you know, potentially it could be interesting, but I don't want to see it, and I don't understand why we why it demand why it demands another reboot so early on. I mean, we discussed last week about the Resident Evil films being rebooted and whatnot. Like again, too soon. This, yeah, you fucking you're releasing a film in in December and then going straight into like rebooting it into a new timeline. That's just mental. Yeah, and like so reboots. We were, we were looking chatting away on dinner um, about films and, and games as per usual. Um, and I was looking around on one of the gaming websites and fucking Idris Elba. And I, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand this at all. So a film which no one really cares anything about based on a book that no one really cared about. Mm. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Right. Idris Elba has decided in all his wisdom to <laughs> star, direct, fucking help produce and do the soundtrack for The Hunch Black of Notre Dame. The Hunch Black of Notre Dame. You're going with that title as well. <laughs> I think it, it, I think that that should be the title. Yeah. Because if he's going to be doing the the music as well, he's into like his hippity hoppity and you know some of his his um <laughs> hippity hoppity his soul and stuff. Um because he does a He's got his own record label and he's got his own mm. uh, TV label as well. And one of the girls who um, I've talked about previously on here, um, she's she's collaborated with him um, in some in some music, um, and it's really cool. Um, Olivia Louise, you've probably seen us post about her before on our media pages. Mm. Um, she's well worth listening to. Go and listen. But she she's worked alongside him um, many a time. I I never used to have an issue with him until. The fact he just openly just pissed all over his appearances in the Marvel films. Like, yeah. that really frustrated me with the fact that he was like, yeah, no, I hate it. I absolutely hate them. They're rubbish. Everything's bad. He's like, just doing it for monies. They like, can't wait to get out the contract. It's like, it's also awful. I'm like, what's so awful? He's like, I have to put a wig on. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. So you complain about having to put a wig on, right? For a film, for an hour and a half film, right? Yet you're going to fucking get a hunchback. <laughs> You're gonna play quasi fucking modo, you dick. I just, I don't, I don't see a point in this, and it's a fucking musical again. Yeah. Haven't we got over the hype of musicals? Cause like, the high school musical era is gone, pitch perfect's finished. I know we bring back Mamma Mia, but that just needs to be shot in the face before it begins. <laughs> it's like, what, what is the point in this? I have no idea what's going. Well, it's it's money in it. It's it's money at the end end of it. Obviously, uh, Idris didn't get enough from his uh, appearance in Infinity War and Thor Ragnarok, and has decided, yeah, that this is the next logical step. You know, you go from like multi-million, billion-dollar grossing Marvel Universe films, give them a load of shade, and then go, you know what? I need to bring back one of the most memorable disney films and adapt it you know based on the original source material and when you know people turn around and go oh think of a disney film off the top of your head hunchback and notre dame is probably <laughs> really really low on that list it's already not the most popular piece of material that's been done before by a monolithic company um and, and yeah he's gone you know what this is a good idea this is this is what i need to do this is what i need on my resume right now i just don't get it if you ask me what the story is he rings a bell. Yeah. 
Now, is that you saying he rings a bell as if you remember it, or he rings a bell? As no, a... Like, I think he genuinely <laughs> rings a bell. I yeah. think. Also, I, also I think story of, about it. Yeah, also, also, I think of whenever someone says "Hunchback" and not your arms. Esmeralda, in that weird voice, and I'm pretty sure even in a lot of the source material, that's not the voice. It's just for some reason that's the one that sticks in your head when someone says, "What do you remember?" <laughs> but the thing is, I hope in the original source material, like the book, I can't don't know who wrote it. It yeah. was on my little list <laughs> to make it sound quite obvious that I know what I'm talking about. But I'm hoping she put in like crib notes. Yeah. There's to be like, when you read, you need to put your tongue at a certain angle in your mouth when you read Esmeralda. Rest the tongue on the top of your mouth and really elongate the word Esmeralda. Excellent. Go again. And that's my intro. And that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going with. <laughs> it's just, I just, I don't get it. And again, right, so we were, me and Ash were um, watching uh, Deadpool and whatnot and seeing some of the trailers for films that are coming out. And when we got home, we watched the trailer for Mowgli. Mowgli. This is Andy Serkis' ver- version mm. of the Jungle Book, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it last year we had two fucking adaptations of yeah. the Jungle Book again? Yeah. Do we need a third? What What's so fucking good about the story? Wasn't Andy Serkis on one of them anyway already as well? I'm pretty <laughs> sure he do he a was. lot of the mocap for like, the, um, oh, what's the name of the monkey? King uh, Louis. King Louis, yeah. Didn't he do, like, mocap for him? <laughs> See, cause, like, I enjoyed the, the latest first Disney version mm. compared to the original animated Disney one. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know if you know, but basically, I, I came into Disney well late. Like, to the stage when it was only when I was with Ash. And she was like, how have you not watched any Disney? And I was like, because I was more about child's play when I was a kid. Like, it was never about Disney. It was all oh, about Oh, listen to you. I was, I was more about going outside. <laughs> no, no, I meant to kill a doll. <laughs> I didn't mean. Oh, you mean Chucky? Film. Yeah, Chucky. Uh, that, no, not Charles Bay. I'm going yeah. outside and playing. Oh God, no! <laughs> I'm not going to sit you ever listen to any of these? I hate people. <laughs> I hate outside. I hate the outside. <laughs> um, so I was going to say. So yeah. So I, I never bothered watching it, and then I started watching them all. But Jungle Book was the one that everyone's like, "Oh, I'll just wait till you watch Jungle Book." Like it is amazing. I was like, right, okay. And everyone was telling me, and I knew the song straight away. So when I watched it, I was like, this is a bit shit. And I just didn't enjoy it. Yet when the film came out, I was like, actually, this is really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I like the songs, don't get me wrong, and I love Baloo. Yeah. But apart from those two things, the the film was annoying and just really bad. Like mm. the anime, because it's an old film, so the animation wasn't great. Yeah. The was story like... was a bit shit. It's just it wasn't a good film. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the the latest thing. Well, not the latest, obviously, with Mowgli coming out, yeah. but the other variation of, of again, the Jungle Book. Hold on, just thinking. Again, didn't it just Elba voice? <laughs> yep. He voiced um, um, Shere Khan. Khan. <laughs> so he's already done a Disney like adaption of something. He doesn't need to do Hunchback and Notre Dame. I think, I think he might just be stuck in... Like, he's like, right, you're only allowed out of the Marvel contract if you stay if in you Disney. If you do something Disney-related. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's like, got oh a my clause. God, so now he has to go in all of Disney. Isn't yeah. he part of the latest Lion King as well? Because that seems to be predominantly all black as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was slated for Lion King as well. Yeah, so he's 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 pretty much yeah he's 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 just stuck with Marvel or Disney. That's his choice. That's all he's allowed to do. Even when he gets to direct and like produce his own thing, is it Disney? Uh, yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll green light it straight away yeah. without thinking what it's it is a, you it's want allowed. to do. It'll be a pile of shit, but as long as it's Disney, that's fine. <laughs> do you reckon he's hoping that this is what's going to happen? They'll just release him from everything and not make him star in it again. So it's self sabotage. Like, yeah. If he's like, just let. 
me do everything. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't think of any other reason why you'd want to do that. No. At all. It's just very, very weird. Idris Elba in the next hit film, Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, we've already got Will Smith that. We can't black that up even more because we've already got Lion King. We need mm. something to remain mixed race. To realise how incredibly racist this, that was standing. This, this, like, this uh, is treading a very, very fine line. <laughs> so, so moving on with fine lines. Moving on swiftly. And, uh, and altering realities of stuff. The Battlefield 2 trailer's a bit mental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very crazy. Dropped, what was it, last night? Not even Battlefield 2, Battlefield Battle- 5. <laughs> I knew what you meant. It's fine. We all knew what you meant. It's okay. Oh. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it was very chaotic, yeah. I, there was some cool stuff that he kind of hinted towards, and they've kind of turned around now and said, well, it is actually going to be based around the World War Two era. But I, I got kind of a, a steampunky type feel from mm. it, um, especially with like, some of the, the characters in the trailer having like prosthetic limbs and stuff, which you don't normally see. This is the see. thing as well, that, that we're reading through any of the release notes and stuff, they've all said that, no, it's World War Two setting, you're just yeah. not going to have the normal ones, so you won't see like the Normandy landings or yeah. D-Day and all that. You're literally just going to have like random... Um, think like random stories coming through war stories as they're calling it but they've never once said oh it's going to be like in an alternative timeline yeah. or this shit's happening yeah I never remember like saying seeing people with fucking robotic limbs ragging around yeah. battlefields yeah, that's the thing. You don't, you don't normally see that in like your, your Call of Duty ones outside of like the advanced warfare where it's all biological weaponry and stuff. Mm. But, yeah. I mean, admittedly, like, I, I'm, for once, I'm really excited to play an FPS again. Um, I, I got really put off massively just because it's got a, a woman soldier. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not historically you accurate. It, you want the haters, yeah, because women yeah. didn't exist back ha- then. Hashtag you know? me too. <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's how you use that hashtag. I'm yeah. not quite sure. <laughs> I, mean, I think it works. I think it works. I'm but sure no, it I, I can't believe the backlash you got for that. Uh, that was how insane. insane. I, I, I don't, I don't understand in this day and age how people can get so angry about seeing a female character in a video game. It's like, oh my god, I've been disenfranchised. There's a woman there. They, they do exist, guys. They are, they are real, and uh, you know, a lot of women contribute some amazing things to society around the world wars get over it for god's sake it's a video game i'm pretty sure there'll be an option for you to select your gender if you're that worried about you know what how you want to play it but and I the just other thing believe is it. how do we know that she's not gender fluid oh here we go <laughs> i'm just hoping that's the right term not that you're out, like, uh, no 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 you're, you're all right with gender fluid yeah i mean it does does sound slightly wrong <laughs> in the whole context of the pod but yeah <laughs> yeah you, you you're on you hit the nail there she could be a, a she man or a he he she or i don't know there's loads of them isn't there you can take your pick really <laughs> wow <laughs> yes there is. there's loads of categories that people refer to themselves as so. there is but she might be one of them we don't know until yeah. we play the she game could be in a October. Robot. I can't wait. Yeah. Judging from that arm, she is part robot. So yeah. it, it, who knows what she is? Who knows? She could we'll be a Terminator out. sent from the future. That would be that would be interesting. Help. I wonder if Battlefield Five is like undercover, the beginning of the new t- like Terminator reboot. You know what? That would be, actually thinking about idea wise, that would be an amazing idea for a game. It's like the guys who make Battlefield doing the Terminator Wars as like a game. So like one side is the Terminators, the other side is John Connor's, you know, rebels fighting up against Skynet. That would probably actually turn out to be quite cool. And then when you land into the, the level, it just goes a do 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 do. You know, with like battlefield level base as well, yeah. not weak human base that's just been emitted there. 
But yeah, that would be that would be pretty. And damn the low cool. screen could even be the you know like with the um the little sit on rocking ducks that are in the playground. <laughs> oh, from Judgment sort of Day, from Judgment yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, just oh. cutting out to the park, and it's just like going redder and redder as the yeah. screens load and the nukes go off in the background. We've got an idea. We've got an award-winning idea. God, right that's a good idea. It is. <laughs> oh, I love that. If there are any amazingly talented developers out there who want to give us like twenty percent. You know what? Think about it. There's not been a Terminator game. There hasn't been one for ages. Yeah, they did a really shit one on the PS2, I think it was, when Terminator 3 came out. Um, oh, no, no. They've done, they done the movie tie-in for oh, Salvation. Was it Salvation, was it? Yeah. Oh, God, I hope they didn't do one for Genesis. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'll rephrase it. There's not been a decent Terminator yeah, game yeah, since but, the Mega Drive. Yeah, that's that's the better way to put it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, There's been some horrendous movie tie-ins of horrendous movies. <laughs> mm, really has been. Um, but anyway, yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, slight <laughs> tangent there. It, that, I mean, genuinely, like, they're talking about the new game modes, but it genuinely looks beautiful. Like, yeah. the Frostbite engine is such an incredible engine. Yeah. It's like, and the amount of detail they can go into it so reading through some of like the interviews and stuff they were saying that the animations for your movement vary depending on what your actual environment is that you're in mm. so if you're going through water the higher you go up your the like the water comes up on your body the higher like your knees will have to go up to try so to you the start water. like wading so you start wading and uh, then you okay, literally cool. come through arms up so your gun doesn't get wet yeah. and when you come out of the water and you start ragging up if you're going up a cliff face there's a higher chance of you slipping because your feet are wet so amazing. they put so much more detail into. Admittedly, it sounds amazing. It's going to be as infuriating as all hell when you're oh, chasing yeah. someone or getting chased. Yeah, and you keep slipping, and they're like, "Oh, this is what happened in real but life." Imagine, like, imagine the funny videos that are going to come from it, though, like live stream footage and stuff, where someone's just like desperately scrambling up a cliff and just slides off at the very top of it. <laughs> well, this like, is the thing Hi. that's getting me at the minute with Fortnite. Um, I don't want to talk about Fortnite because I'm fucking fed up of it. But the uh, the jetpack. Have you seen that they've introduced yes, the jetpack? Yeah, I've seen the, all the related fails because people don't understand that once it runs out, it's not going to start again before you hit the ground. No, <laughs> I have seen so many death montages with this. Yeah. But that's the only thing I appreciate from it at the moment is like the highlight reels of just people just failing miserably. The thing is, I don't need a jetpack in Fortnite for me to die miserably. I just need to, you just, I just need to jump out the battle bus and land. And then I'm usually dead within about two or three minutes because I'm so bewildered at where I am. But time i've actually realized where i am someone just shot me in the face with a shotgun i'm like okay next game <laughs> yeah well i, was gonna say, I, I can't remember i did it on pop but i um i got i got the thanos gone oh, thanos gauntlet fucking hell how newbie do i sound thanos I, got, gauntlet. I got the infinity gauntlet i got the purple man glove <laughs> i got purple man glove <laughs> Owned by Perplaki, and that is probably only people in the <laughs> Liverpool area that will probably wow, know Wow, what who a reference. Perplaki. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. He doesn't wear gloves. <laughs> he just he likes really, to touch. He just loves to touch. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, what a reference. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm not even, if you want to know more, Google him because yeah, he's got it. that. I'm it's, not going to explain it. such a history behind it as well. It's amazing. <laughs> he's been a myth of many a year. He really has. I, I genuinely wondered for quite a while if he did exist and then it was just like oh my god he actually is real <laughs> it's like what is life it's it's insane it's almost as insane as forgetting to mention there's probably going to be a battle royale mode in um yeah in battlefield 5 not a mode but it's the the it, last it's last stand it's the last stand yeah. of the last map 
get or game of the grand operations yeah. scheme. And I think that they were saying it might bring it into normal operations as well. So it's kind of like a tie break type situation, but it, it just feels like it's just let's shoehorn in as many features of Fortnite as possible to yeah. kind of make it, you know, draw in the Fortnite fans. Cause they, they even mentioned there's going to be some building going on, uh, trenches and sandbags yeah. and different bits and, and it's for a game like Battlefield from, from when I played Battlefield one, it, it doesn't feel like the kind of flow of gameplay encourages you to go, all right, okay, well, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to build a trench for 10 minutes mm, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then bog down in it. Because a lot of the time when you're in these big team games, y- yeah, you've got your mini squads. But the amount of times I've played it on PlayStation, nobody really sits there and talks to each other unless you're with your friends and you've got your mm. group of friends on there. So if you're just starting to build a trench in the middle of a battlefield while wow, there's gunfire going on, you're just going to be that one guy who's like, oh, the sniper fire going off there. Why is that guy just putting sandbags down in the middle of the desert? Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Because last time I had team speak on, um, on Battlefield, I think it was Battlefield 1942 or 3, the reissue one that he did on the PS3. Um, I tried to squad up with people and my mate wasn't on. And all I got down the headset was just, Charlie! Charlie! <laughs> and I got nothing else apart from that. Yeah. The entire half now, hour. Now, I was is that like it. Charlie the Unicorn Charlie or yep. Charlie because you're in Team Charlie? You know what? I wouldn't have thought about that last bit. <laughs> I was just like, you're fucking doing Charlie. Were the you, unicorn. were you like in another team and there was someone else going, bravo, bravo. And you were just <laughs> like, oh no, I hope they're doing the Nicolas Cage of the bra fucking phone. <laughs> bravo. Yeah, just the hands for it. That would have been brilliant. I would have Amazing. put up with that half hour of Nicolas Cage impressions. Yeah. That would have been great. That would be very, very but, good. But unfortunately, I wasn't in that team. I was in the Charlie team. Charlie. Which is not good. Not good in the slightest. Um, but while we're also on the subject of things not being that good, um, Jagex is shutting down original RuneScape. Well, not original, but the classic version of Classic RuneScape. old school RuneScape. Yeah. Now, I think everybody in the world at some point has created an account for RuneScape. Yeah. And I, I, I remember years back, everyone going like, oh my God, it's doing a, like a resurgence. And I was like, oh my God, I've not played that for years. And like, Quite happily playing WoW, and then watching a video of someone playing RuneScape and going, <laughs> "That is pretty shit." Yeah, like I remember loving it. It's like it's full on, it's full on nostalgia, isn't it? That's all um, that it is you, that it's, you get from it. Might as well be called rose tinted glasses. Yeah, what it is, RuneScape. But, but the, they're releasing it on mobile now as well, and people are going mental over it and willing to pay subscription fees for RuneScape. And are we talking like old school RuneScape graphics on mobile as well, or are they kind of like updating it to the new like? I don't think they're software? updating it. it, it like, <laughs> I've, I'm in the the waiting for the closed beta. I'm in the the listings uh. for it, but I just I don't I don't understand it. But that was before I watched the video and thought, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> now I'm like, now nah, just stick to like Final Fantasy 14 and stuff. <laughs> this seems so much better. Yeah, like I I don't understand. I mean, I'm gutted for the people that play it. But the RuneScape Classic is basically like the legacy servers in, um, in, in WoW. WoW. Yeah. So it's the, keeping everything vanilla before all the fun things happened in the updates. It's just when it's first initially released, people have created that and just they're keeping it. But mm. now the Jagex have been like, no, nope, no longer booting that one off. Yeah. And the main, because the, the main concern with it is that there were a lot of risk of game breaking bugs and people botting it. And I was, I was reading the article and I was like, who is sat there? 
Like, who, who's sat there going, you know what I need to do? I need to set up my bot to mine in RuneScape Classic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I get it in, like, subscription games, like, wow and stuff, but I, I don't understand it in RuneScape Classic, of all things, vanilla RuneScape. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've still got the bot. I reckon it's just, like, a couple of guys who accidentally left it on and, like, logged out and gone on to something else, and then that bot's still just, like, plugging away, mining Adamantite or whatever. <laughs> Imagine it, like, fucking 13 years down the line, like... Holy shit! Two billion adamantite ore. <laughs> Why is my bot now just king of the world? <laughs> my bot owns the server. What happened? Uh, it's just—it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's so very bizarre. It is a shame because it's like it is the full-on tint of nostalgia. But when when you look back on it, it's like. God, that looks crap. <laughs> I spent hours on that game mining to get in a miner's guild and going out to get dragon weapons and this, that, and the other. And now it's just like, whoa, what was I playing? <laughs> it looks like a potato. Yeah, well, that was, I remember one, one of my mates was went online the other day and um, on the social pages and was going on about how much he he loved Ultima. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've not not seen Ultima. Ultima in ages. Wow. So, like, I, I googled Ultima just to, like, watch, or YouTube, sorry, Ultima, just to watch, like, a bit of a playthrough, and I lasted off about five seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I just can't. Like, game, like, graphics don't mean anything to me at all. Like, a game that I'll go into in a minute. Uh, in fact, fuck it, I'll go into it now, and then we'll go back to what I want to discuss. Um, I loved, as a kid, mainly I think it was just purely down to the, the questions before you played it. But Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Genuinely loved the Legend whole, like, Harry. went to start up, you had to answer the most ridiculous questions. Yeah, even make if sure you were, you're the right age. <laughs> even if you were 18 yeah. or 21 in America, did you would not, you would they not so know random. these questions. It was like, what colour was Al Gore's tie on, like, his first presidency speech? <laughs> I'm like, I have no fucking idea. And it was like, what date was the newspaper on, like, fucking the first UFO sightings? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I had so much fun rebooting that game up to try and guess what it was. And then hearing the do, 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 I think we just found the intro it was, to the pod. It was, it was glorious, and I loved it. And I loved how bad it was. Because there was no way, even again, at the age of consent, you would not understand what the fuck that game is about. Yeah. That you, so so you're, you're a loser trying to pull women. That was but it. That was the whole that premise. Was, that was the premise of it. It's just how badly he yeah. got let down and how he could embarrass himself in so many ways. Well, it, it wasn't even embarrassed. Half the time it was how many times, how many different ways you could die as well. It was like some instances where it would just like cut to a game over screen. It's like, yeah, he got herpes and died. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I think I used to love walking because again, it was like, it looked as though it belonged on the Atari, but it wasn't yeah. that late, like early on. But as you walk walking, you just see the, like the pixelated, like, censorship of what's going on in your <laughs> private area <laughs> and be like oh this isn't good and if you couldn't get to the shop in time to get the cream that you were gone yeah and that's it died. <laughs> but it was like it was a proper typing thing so you had to like ask girls questions but you'd come up with 
There was no like this was back in the day before internet and stuff was involved. Yeah. So I imagine so there was no walkthroughs. There was but no I would also love it if there was one of those telephone numbers you used to get, you know, in the back of like Sega Power, oh, like, or, like Nintendo Power or whatnot. Yeah, like, yeah. If you if you're stuck on Mario, like how to beat a level, give us a call on this. Like yeah, press left or right and B to jump. That's how you get past <laughs> that level. But there'd be someone who had to be on the other end of that line going right. So you're playing New Suit Larry one. Right, okay. Um, go up to the girl and ask what size bra she's wearing. <laughs> and, like, that would be a weird job to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, like... just imagine the other end of the phone call. It's like eight, nine year old. She's like, I really want to see the ladies' boobies. Can you help me? Because they keep telling me I've died of something called Clamidua. Climuda. <laughs> Climuda. <laughs> well, look, one of my favorite things of that game was just when you asked the, um, the shopkeeper for a certain condom brand. Uh, and then he would be like, hey, everybody! And he'd just shout it out, and then all people's heads would rise up and look around and giggle at you and whatnot. And I loved these games. I still got the box set of, like, one to seven from Sierra. Amazing. Up until they, they redone him as a, um, a weird mini-game, rhythm-action mini-game um, of... Ma- Magna Cum Laude or something yeah, like that? Mag- Magna Cum Laude. Yeah, Magna Cum Laude. Yeah, yeah. That was like when he when he went full 3D of it, with it, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. However, like I remember two. one of the dancing things with one of my mates, Nina, who we speak about in the pod quite a lot. Um, you call her Nina Myers to disguise her identity because she doesn't like to be known who she is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she she was howling at when me and Dave worked in a in a game shop. I think it was that was me and Dan worked at the, a game shop at that time when it came out um there was a dance that you could do to when you were drunk um on the game and it was like up down up no left right left right button button down <laughs> and i remember that specifically because we used to both do the dance to it and it was just it was hilarious um but the game was just so bad and i remember thinking like oh what have you what's become of you larry what has become of you? And then looking back when they rebooted, uh, like Lounge Lizards one, to be like, wow, it was never amazing, <laughs> but it was good. But they, they bring out a new one. A German developer has taken over Leisure Suit Larry. Amazing. And I love it just because of the outcry that this has got. <laughs> so it's Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> wet dreams don't dry. <laughs> amazing title. Just brilliant um and the story storyline behind it is he's somehow got transported from the 80s to the 21st century oh um so now he's got to pick up chicks using weird mobile phone he thinks apps and social (laughs) media um, amongst other things and it's like will he do it will we care (laughs) well there's only one way to find out that's the premise. But That's he uses, premise. um, I can't remember the name of the app, but it's, it's similar to, to Tinder, mm. but it's called something like Timber, a Timber, I think it's Timber. called. Um, and you gotta swipe left or right and that sort of thing. Yeah. But again, it, it, it's brought up to, to nowadays, like graphical prowess for like point and clicks. Uh, it, it, it's <laughs> graphical not, it, prowess. It, it still, still doesn't look that, that, that amazing for what it is, but I love the fact he's back despite nobody really wanting him. Like, I mean, his Kickstarter for the last game was really successful, like the 14,000 people that wanted it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Reg was one. I loved it. I backed it. (laughs) Fucking love Ledger Sweet Larry. Um, And those are the things, I always called him Ledger Sweet when I was (laughs) a kid. Sweet. (laughs) I always remember it because the copy version of the game we had had an E on the disc. So I called him Ledger Sweet Larry for years. Yeah. And then everyone was like, you mean Ledger Suit Larry? He's like, no, sweet. 
It's definitely legit sweet. And then, had like completely different connotations for you if he's just like a, a furniture salesman. <laughs> he's going on about sofas all the time in your copy of the game. Well, he does like a good sofa lounging. <laughs> so yeah, open beta games we were talking about before. <laughs> Segway to oh. end all segways. That's it. It was flawless. You didn't even see it. No, you certainly did not. And something I didn't see coming. But um, H1Z1 is out on the PS4. Yeah. Randomly, with no fanfare whatsoever. Yeah, it just landed. It just yeah. randomly came out going like, hey, it's an open beta. Do you want to come play? Yeah. I was like, what? For people not aware of this, this was a mod for Armour 3 or yeah. Armour 2, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Armour 2 slash 3, because I think it was out long enough that Armour 3 landed and then they continually developed it for both both games. Basically. Yeah, so it was a mod called King of the Hill um, initially for this. And it was a, the original daddy yeah. of the Battle Royale games. Yeah. So when you've still the laughably thing of player unknown, because he was even part of H1Z1. Yeah, Bren, Brendan Green. Yeah. It was, yeah, he moved over. Yeah, he moved, he moved over to, to Bugbear. Um, and then had the audacity to have a go at Fortnite for ripping yeah. off <laughs> Battlegrounds. Yeah. But I'm like, you've just fucking ripped off your own game to make this game. Yeah. Like, he, he just basically turned around and went, All right, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to go and do this, but better. Um, and yeah, just, just keep it on the download. Keep it quiet. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is now coming out on the, um, on the PlayStation 4. Don't, yeah. it's not coming out on the Xbox as far as I'm aware. I've been trying no, to scope don't... it out and I can't see anything about it. No, I haven't seen um, anything. So, but you've got Battlegrounds, so you don't really need it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really want to play it, so it's it's downloaded as we speak. I've just not had a chance to jump on it yet because mm. I'm still trying to plow through God of War, um, and I'm enjoying it even though it's infuriating the hell out. Ultimate of Boy Simulator, a lot more. That is probably going to be the um, the intro now. Because, Ultimate Boy Simulator, because <laughs> that is the weirdest <laughs> thing to take out of context. Yeah, it is. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> so Boy. again, so um, for people who haven't played God of War yet, and there's quite a few of you out there, um, with, with Heavy Rain, when you had the Jason, which became Jason. a name, like press X to Jason. <laughs> Jason. Um, this is every two seconds. He's like, "Boy, boy, 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 do this." And the amazing, like gruff voice that only like Christopher Judge can muster. Really, the voice actor for Kratos is like, you can try and you don't get close, where it's just a full-on boy. Get this for me, boy. Read these. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. His stories. I want to make a um. A, a, I want to make like an MP3. I was going to say DVD, but I can't do that. Now. <laughs> no, we I can't. Want, we I want can't to make, write, rip anything to DVD in the future. <laughs> I want to make a a CD. Yeah. In fact, that's what I want to make a CD uh, of his stories that he tells on the boat. <laughs> and I want to out and and just like I just want them to play for years, so I can yeah. just like sell it on as like a kid CD. <laughs> um, just like the amazing nursery rhymes and stories, <laughs> but like but just told by Kratos. Yeah, which is amazing. And you were telling me as well that he's done um, dad jokes. Yes, he has. Yeah, there's an amazing YouTube video. Um, I can't remember which press outlet sat down with him, but it was one of the uh, gaming outlets, I believe. And they literally just got him reading dad jokes, um, and it was very, very funny. It's just really worth a watch. I can't, I can't wait to, but I was, I was showing you a video before as well, which I've, I've become obsessed knowing it's coming out soon of, of Jurassic World. Mm. Um, and Jurassic World Evolution, which is coming out next month, um, as well, the game, which is still got, uh, I love the fact that they've got Jeff Goldblum and Dr. Ian Malcolm. That it. it's just amazing, even though he sounds really like he can't be asked to be there. <laughs> and like, I, Dialing I, think, it in. I think we've talked about this on the pod previously, but if not, 
um, I need to link this video to um, to our Twitter and our Facebook and whatnot. There's a really awkward video of him with. And oh, I, is this the interview? Yeah. Yeah. With, I don't even know how to say her name. I keep on calling her Oifi, but it's really not. No. A A I O F E. It's yeah. like. It's James Will. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what her name it's is. It's pronounced Barry. Yeah, it's pronounced <laughs> Barry. Uh, with, with Barry from Eurogamer. Yeah. Um, Good old Barry. <laughs> And it's, he, he's all sorts of weird and creepy in it. I know oh. Jeff Goldblum is weird and creepy anyway, but this brings it to a whole new level. And then I watched, cause it was linked into this, this article about yeah. the, uh, the 20 minutes of gameplay footage. And the game looks brilliant. Just looks like it's going to be so much fun. It's just create a dinosaur park or yeah. like Jurassic World, as you will. Not a dinosaur park. <laughs> create a dinosaur park. A dinosaur that was, park that was the, the original title well. they were going to go with, and then they kind of redacted it a little bit and went mm. back. Yeah. And for the people that um, that listen to us since you've came to Wales Comic Con, the Jurassic World Jeep or Jurassic Park Jeep that was at Wales Comic Con. If you watched Max, um, not Max and Paddy's. If you watched um, what's his name, Keith Lemon, Keith and Lem- Keith, Keith Lemon. and Paddy's movie yeah. thing on ITV. The jeeps they used last week in the um, in the Jurassic Park mic take the dinosaur park, you sat in that jeep. There you go. Because that was that specific jeep. The so, guy when we were chatting to him was like, "Oh yeah, I've just been over to ITV to do the uh, the dinosaur park with." Um, I keep calling him Max and Paddy, but it's not, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's um, Keith and Paddy. Yeah. Um, with that, and I was like, "Ah!" But going back to what I was originally saying, um, Jurassic World, yay, coming out yeah. soon, yay. Don't watch a new trailer because it gives away fucking far too much about oh, it. Oh, it really does. Um, but watch instead an amazing skit on College Humor because apparently that's still a thing right now. <laughs> we didn't um, even realise. I thought College Humor kind of like disappeared over like the last few years, but just out of nowhere they had this fantastic skit um, with Chris Pratt and uh, the female lead, Kristen Bryce. Kristen Bryce, yeah. Um, it's a really comical skit without giving too much away um, involving an airport and checking. <laughs> Honestly, I have not laughed at a video like that for for an unknown amount of time. It, it, it was is just, good. It was pure hilarity, as the, um, as the Scousers say. But then also watch the Jeff Goblin one because he's going on about how he describes video game characters that he's not seen before. Oh, the way he describes Sephiroth is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's, 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 that's amazing. But when he goes, I can start, I can start envisioning you with his hair or her yes. hair. It's just like, he's one of the most menacing villains. He's like, Oh yeah. I can imagine you wearing a little outfit. You're like, okay. And stop. It's just very, very yeah. weird. It's wonderfully weird. But what we will do is we will end this podcast with two more articles about the one thing. Which isn't really articles because we're talking, so that's a bit of a weird phrasing for that. <laughs> um, so Sony have had a investor um, sort of showcase event mm. and what they've been doing. And two huge things have come from this. One of them being the fact that the um, the head of the, the PlayStation Gubbins, um, I think he called himself James because I'm not going to pronounce his <laughs> his Japanese. Uh, name because I'll butcher it unfortunately with Dan not being here. Um, but he's he's called himself James is his or John no John John wasn't it sorry John John was his English name as he calls it. Um, he he basically said that yeah that VR is is well below expectations um, at the minute. And now he mm. knew it was going to be a, a like a not a very good selling point, but he was waiting for it to grow yeah into a bit where it's going to be very profitable. But he said it's growing and it is it's helping with the growth of the of the VR market. Mm. Um, but he's, he's still saying that despite there being three huge, massive like VR um, headsets 
and companies now out and play, yeah, it's well below the expectations. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they've um, the figures that have been released about the various VR headsets that you've got out there, like your Oculus Rift, your Vive, and then of course the PlayStation VR. They've actually been the bestseller. They've actually mm. beaten the competition, despite the user base already pre-existing for Oculus and for um, for HTC with the Vive. And, you know, they're starting to go portable now as well. Like the Oculus Go's just kind of landed, um, which is the no wire experience for the sales. So there's going to be a lot of growth coming in from that side of the market. And they released a version two as well. They released a version two of the headset. So it, it was quite a surprising statistic really to come out from to say, well, actually, we don't think it's doing that great. Um, which is quite, quite interesting. I'm, I'm hoping they're still going to support it though, because yeah. he, he never said, in that whole entire thing. But don't worry. Or like, yeah, we give up. Yeah. I hope it's not going to be like the Vita where like, oh no, we will support it. Yeah, they, 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 kind of, they kind of left it ambiguous with what they were going to do. They just kind of put the information out there and let it settle amongst the audience. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, we've, we've, a lot of us have invested myself and yourself included into the, the VR platform. Now it's, don't don't stop now. It's like if Sony drop out of it, they're one of the biggest people at the moment who can get it into the home mm. because of how easy it is to set up the VR on the the PlayStation. You just plonk your headset on and press the power button, and you're you're good to go. Really. All I'm saying is that Shenmue Three has been released on PC and on PS4. You want a VR mode? I just want to. You VR want bit. you want to, you want to play the the Crane games in VR and drive a forklift in VR? Oh my god. <laughs> Just, I would not be in work for days. And asking where sailors are. <laughs> that would be glorious. <laughs> However, I do only have a limited time for that. That's very true. Because what is going to be coming out in 2021, supposedly, is the PS5. Or the PSV, or however they, they want to go with it, really, yeah. So. This, this was coming to surprise to me, because I was, I was, again, reading through the, um, the, the whole article about what they were doing in this press event. Uh, or oh, sorry, the, the investor, uh, relations event. Um, and he was saying that basically they still got a fair, like a long time. He was like, mm. don't worry. It's still a long time until you see anything like this. So I was like, Oh, good. It's going to be at least like another like six, maybe like 10 years to go. Cause that's yeah. what I would class as a long time. I won't class three years mm. until you get your next console. Yeah. Like specifically the PlayStation V. Yeah. Or whatever they decide to call it or, or five. Or... Yeah. Or whatever like language skill you want to put the number in. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's very, very peculiar, very close compared to what I thought it was potentially going to be. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it's still close, but the worrying thing that they, they kind of mentioned during this conference as well as that they wouldn't really be pushing out any new IPs during this period. They were now going to focus on developing the IPs that they've already got out there. So understandably, you'll see something like maybe a a sequel of some form to God of War. Um, Other IPs, like maybe they'll do something more with Infamous after Second Son, because they kind of left that after Second Son of First Light. Um, But that's that's a little bit worrying, because I feel like at the moment, PlayStation are kind of dominating with unique IPs versus Microsoft and the Xbox. It's, It's the only thing they've got. Yeah. At the minute, going for it. Yeah. Really, well, te- on the tech side of thing, and like on the gaming side, they've got yeah. the game side nailed down. Yeah. But the tech side, they're, they're sort of aiming on, but if they're now not going to be doing what, well, basically they're going to be doing what Microsoft are doing, just doing multi-platform yeah. games. Yeah. And, and, they- and that's the, that's the worry really, because while Microsoft haven't been as good on the unique IP front, they've been doing a lot in the background. 
like the the games pass and stuff that they do and the backwards mm. compatibility which Sony have never approached with doing backwards compatibility with PS3 they've always said it, the emulation for it is out of the question because of the architecture between the PS3's processors and the PS4 mm. which this is, is where it gets slightly interesting that because one of their main Sony's tech guys was I don't know if he was spotted or something happened where mm. it got a little bit leaked that he was in talks with AMD over their new chip mm. Um, and apparently the, I can't remember the name of it now, um, but this chip is the one that would make it very easy to just emulate the actual processing powers for like the four, the three, the mm. two, and the one to get Sony into that. Yeah. But that's not going to happen until obviously the, the PS5. Yeah. So we still got like another couple of years until we get to play the likes of whatever it is going to be on our new console. Mm. Like I've never understood the reasons as to why you'd want like why that's a selling point of a console it's like oh my god look you just spent 300 pound on this amazing new console you can now play your four-year-old game on it (laughs) and like right okay then i I appreciate that more than i appreciate like hey you want it to look all fancy and schmancy pay another Mm. 29.99 and you can have a hd remaster remake reboot of it like no, don't don't do that. So like I I appreciate it, but I don't understand why people are like oh my god if it's not got backwards compatibility then I'm out. Yeah, and that, that was the that. that that was the thing is like it kicked off so much about it, and I I was sat there going well, I've I've still got my PlayStation Three. Yep. If I really genuinely wanted to play those I'm games, personally gonna have to set mine on fire now. Yeah, you're gonna yeah yours is done. Yours yours is toast. We need to quarantine it and like give it a scrub down after what abuse that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Reg's PS3. <laughs> but, you know, for, for people who haven't had the PlayStation violated, you, you could just turn around and go, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play on my PlayStation 3 game that I've still got. And I've never really seen the massive jump for why people kick off with backwards compatibility. But on the flip side, Microsoft have got that and other features going for them. So they're gonna quietly push that ahead while the PlayStation's gonna wind down its, its big hitters, its big unique IPs. Mm. It's probably gonna balance the playing field a little bit near the end of the generation. Yeah. I find it really weird. I mean, I, I'm hoping they still, like you said, concentrate on the ones that they've got now. Like, mm. I know God of War's gonna have five more titles, hasn't it? Well, <laughs> the, the developer's making five more titles. Doesn't necessarily have to be all God of War. Yeah. But he's making them, but he's definitely going to be doing a sequel to that one. Oh, definitely. Um, and Horizon, I've not heard much more of what's going on with, yeah, with Horizon. Because the way that ended, that was like, that ended as if to go, sequel. Let's mm. do the next one. And yeah, Guerrilla Games have kind of gone really quiet on that for a while. There's not been any little tidbits of information to, for us to go on on that. It is a game that I really need to get myself back into again. Uh, it's one of those that I really enjoy playing, but when it's not on i don't think about it yeah and i don't know why because it's a beautiful looking title yeah really fun to play just just don't don't no i i get that it is it is weirdly forgettable and not not in a negative sense not not in like to kind of diss the game um but once you've you've played through it you you've kind of played through it doesn't you know they they released the frozen wilds expansion pack for it that apparently adds a load of other layers and it looks amazing even more of it could really because it's a very good looking game at the start of it without any expansions but yeah once you finish playing it it just slips out your mind a little bit and then when you remember it you're like yeah that's a really good game mm. <laughs> and the thing with this as well is like it's all right for me because like i said i put it on the back burner and played like a thousand and one other games Mm. Um, at the same time of it, so I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. So I could go back in and play Frozen Wilds whenever I want. Yeah. 
And I'd be like, oh, right, this will be quite new. This will be awesome. Complete the game first, and it's fresh in my mind. The likes of you that played it like a year ago. Yeah. Completed it. Like, do you, do you really want to have to re-go back through? Can you remember what happened in order to play Frozen Wildlands? No. And do you, do you have the urge to want to do it a year later just to play a four-hour expansion? No. No. And, if, and the thing is, you, you have that, um, reapproach to a game. You have that almost like that syndrome of what was I doing again? Where you jump back into it, especially like big open world games, because there's so many amazing ones out there at the moment. I, I jumped back into The Witcher 3, um, about four or five months ago now, um, because I was right near the end of the main campaign. And it took me like, it probably took me a good few hours for me to remember what I was actually doing, how to fight in the game without getting pasted by any of the basic enemies. And I was like, I was on the precipice of going, do I just start a new save? And then I looked at the hours that I racked up on it. And I was like, I, I can't just reset that. Well, this is my issue now because I, I again, started playing Witcher 3. Yeah. Just stopped. Yeah. No idea why. I really fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't stop. And I can't tell you where I am now. Yeah. At all. Uh, that's completely gone. Started playing Skyrim VR. Absolutely love Skyrim VR. Fucking yeah. Phenomenal experience in VR. I have no idea where I am on that. It's yeah. been so far too long to, since I last put that on to remember where I am on that. Yeah, I no idea what I was gone. doing. Uh, I know I'm quite near the end of Persona 5, but again, I have no idea whereabouts I am on that now. <laughs> like, it's been that long since I put that on. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. And it's just like, it's all these huge games, which makes it a pain in the arse to put back on again and be like, mm. oh, I'm going to have to start this again now. And then think, I don't have the time yeah. to start that again now. And it's almost a, it's almost at a detriment, isn't it? That the quality of game now has got so good with some occasional stinkers that get through the net that they're such big games by comparison. Like they turned around in reviews for God of War and went, "Oh, it's only a twenty-hour game." Yeah, you get the main campaign done in about twenty hours. I was, I think I was about halfway through when I hit 20 hours. So some uh, people were like, I've yeah. spent 70 Bullshit. hours on the game. And I was like, yeah, if you are not taking anything in and sprinting through it, but you want to get your money's worth at the end of the day, surely. See, but this, this is, this is a part of an issue for me because the original God of Wars are so fucking linear mm. that if I just want to escape for a half hour, stick on a God of War and I'm just like, yeah. And then I can turn it off and be like, you know what? That was fun. I know I'm going to complete that next go. Yeah. This one, I stick on, and fuck it, I, I love it, so I'm not bad-mouthing it, but I was hoping it was going to be a lot linear, and I'm probably, <laughs> so the, I'm probably you the only person that wants a linear <laughs> game. It's like one of my mates, Mark, he, like, he's the one that I lent The Witcher 3 off initially, um, and he was like, oh my god, like the game is a- amazing, but I don't have time. Yeah. For it, if it streamlined it down and just went, here you go, here's the story, and it's like a huge cinematic, boom, 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 there it is. Like, that cod where it takes like four hours to complete the game, mm. like that, fucking perfect. Yeah. And like, and he's the same with like Fallout. So I was like, you need to play Fallout, and he's like, right, okay. But he's like, right, I got out of the Fallout, and I think I moved to the first bit, and he was like, I'm about thirty hours in. I was like, <laughs> right, you've not even scraped the the surface. Literally, yeah. you've just scraped the surface yeah. of the world. Um, so yeah, you don't stand a chance in that. And he's yeah. like, right, um, you can have that back. I'm like, right, cool. I was like, I don't understand why people can't find the time to do this. Now I'm like, oh my god, I don't have yeah. time to do this. And like, I want to finish these because I'm fucking loving them. Mm. But I'm struggling. And now we've got Detroit coming out. So yeah. like, when you listen to this, it's going to be out in a couple of hours. Yeah. And like, I was chatting away to Ash over it and I was like, oh my god, Detroit's out. And she's like, Detroit what? And I'm like, 
I know every pod I have to do that joke. Um, but she was like, "What? What's Detroit?" And I was like, "It's the game by the guys who done Heavy Rain." And she was like, "Oh my god! Right, when's that out?" And I was like, "Friday." And she was like, "Right, so we go out on Friday then and grab it." And I was like, "I, I genuinely can't." She was like, "Well, midnight Thursday," because like Heavy Rain <laughs> took like a fair few hours to install. So yeah. if we do that, I was like, "I know, I know," because I need desperately need to complete <laughs> God of War, Persona Five. Yep. Witcher 3, yep. Fallout 4, yep. um, Final Fantasy Type 0. <laughs> the like, list goes on. Final Fantasy 10 HD remake, Final Fantasy 10 2 <laughs> HD remake, which I don't need to do, but I just need to listen to the intro song again. It's glorious. Um, it's so bad. Um, I, I, I've got about 50 games, but Battlefront 2, I need to do the story mode to that as well. Like, I've not, I've, I've got a lot of games. You've got, you got a, a lot of games. And then I made the stupid mistake of like, oh, Mad Max is free. Oh, this is quite fun. Oh, no, there's another open world. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, I haven't touched again since I got the Chocobo. <laughs> I haven't touched it since I got the Chocobo as well, actually. <laughs> I literally, I've done I, that quest and then left it. I it's ruined like, it for myself, but yeah. I want to complete it because I want to play the next one that's coming yeah. up. I, mean, I haven't got long because that's probably due out in like fucking September. Yeah, that, that'll be out soon as well. So yeah, so I'm like, shit, I've got Add this, it to the backlog. I've got this huge <laughs> pile of games. I'm like, I'm never going to get through these. The thing I, I suffer with with open world games, and I think we've agreed on this in the past in previous conversations, is with an open world game and it gives you a, a quest. And you're like, okay, here's your first quest. Go to this place. I get out of wherever, because you usually have like your little linear introductory bit, don't you, where you learn the game mechanics, like mm. how to attack, how to do so and so. And I get out of that area, and the, the plot marker on the map would be like, go that way, please. And I'd be like, okay, off the other direction for about 30 hours. <laughs> right. And that, with the alarm going off in work, <laughs> is a perfect time for us to call it a pod. Yeah. But thank you very much for joining in. Thanks for taking part. I'm going to go and make sure the police don't turn up. Especially with what's on the PlayStation Yeah, 3. that'll be good. Incriminating evidence and all so that. So for this week, I've been Reg. And I've been Mike. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.